we are rolling up on a new year. Let's go. Woo, woo, woo. And guess what happens when we roll up into a new year? Everybody gets oh, God, their freaking panties in a wazzle and they're like... <laughs> A kerfuffle. <laughs> Everybody's in a kerfuffle because it's the new year. And yeah. what are we what are we trained to do? What are what have we been conditioned? Overstimulate. To? Oh my God. It's like, hey everyone, it's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina, and welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. We have to give a big shout out to our sponsors at Oligo Professional. We love you so much. Nina, are you so ready for today's podcast? I'm lit, I'm fired up, and I just love you. I love you. And listen, we're going to shut it down. Down. We're going to close the year down, shut down. it down with this podcast. It's going to be a quick banger, but it's going to make some impact. And it's all about the top six salon industry myths. And we're going to break them down and we're going to tell you our point of view, because I feel like we've gone left a little bit with the things that are happening and the things that are being told. And it's kind of, it's getting people off track a little bit and taking yeah. people off of their center and really focusing on what is actually important. And so I don't even want to waste any time. Let us have it. We're going to go top six and here is numero uno. <laughs> you ready? Yes. Okay. So here's the myth that you have to own a big salon you mm. have to uh, only work with high ticket services. You have to be bigger to be better. That's a myth. That myth. isn't, that's such a myth, right? And I've shared this quite a bit in the last probably two months or so that you don't have to have a big salon to be a success and whatever success looks like for you. It's not all about like, you can still make a great profit in your business. If you're not doing high ticket services, right. don't get me wrong. I live for a hair extension. I think it's amazing. I have a lot of my coaching clients that do very well with extensions, but you know what? There are a lot of people that don't want to do them Amen. and that's okay. And you can have an amazing color business. You can have an amazing business being a cutter. There are so many aspects of this business. There's so much opportunity. And I want to break that myth down because I feel like what's happening on Instagram, people get to scrolling okay. and they start to see, oh my God, look at their salon. It's so beautiful. It's so magical. It's so big. They have 20 stations. They have this. They're only doing, um, you know, big high ticket services. And here I am doing, you know, blonding services and root touch-ups or what, whatever, right? Stop filling your space and your mind with things that don't have anything to do with you and your goals and your dreams. Ooh. I'm just, I want to break that down real quick because I shared, I think maybe last year, early this year, it doesn't matter if you have a two chair salon or if you have a 20 chair salon, your salon is important and yes. you matter. Hey, man, we're busting that myth right outside the door. Okay, girl, <laughs> you're in the trash can. Bye. <laughs> we love you so much. Thank you for that insight. But I also, when I go into, um, I agree 100% also. Um, I'm going into myth buster number two. Are you ready for this? Brace for it. Everyone, buckle up. Um, that you have to have a lot of followers to have credibility. 
in the industry. You have to have a lot of followers to make money. You have to have a lot of followers to be an influencer, to be booked, to be the it girl, the it boy, to have opportunity, all of the above. And I'm sorry, eh, that's a myth. Okay. Now guys, let me give you some awareness because I know that some of you may follow me and some of you may not. And I'm not just behind the chair. Now I'm in manufacturing. So what I'm doing now is looking out at the sea of opportunity of beautiful individuals who are behind the chair every day, meeting all of you face-to-face at these amazing events. And what I have found is if the heart is connected to the hands and the mind of what it means for you to be a hairdresser and to change your guest lives and the stylists or the teams you lead lives, that's what turns me on, Mm. right? So here's the thing, to break it out of being a myth, right? Because you could totally live that limiting belief and say, because I don't have a lot of followers, because I don't have this, I can't obtain it, I can't have it, I can't grasp Mm. it, is we always go back to the two main roles of making sure you're visible. A closed mouth never gets fed, And no one knows who you are unless you tell them. Mm. So when you think about your life credibility and the credibility in your career, add those both up and that equals unlimited opportunities. I know that a follower count, listen, because I know guys, you're like, Jay, you have a lot of followers. (laughs) Like watch your mouth. right? Right. Yep. There is opportunities that I get. And I understand that. But I'm, I'm going to be honest, right? I'm going to put it right on front street. I'm not booked and busy as a hairdresser. Mm. That's not who I talk to. Mm-hmm. I'm booked and busy as an educator. Mm-hmm. My following does not get me booked behind the chair. Honest. Because I don't push my energy there. Right. So just because I have a following doesn't mean I'm booked and busy behind the chair. Ooh, I love that you're sharing that. I am. Yes. And everything that you're saying makes sense because here's the, here's that other myth, like the second piece of it, right? Is like that you only can focus or should focus on social media to grow your business. Like if I'm not on social media, I'm not growing my business. And that may have been true five years ago, but like everything kind of circles back around, right? Do I believe social media is important? Absolutely. Should you have presence on social media? Absolutely. Right. But it's not the only way that you're going to grow your business. You have to know who your target audience is, where they live, where they're playing, what their hobbies are and where they're hanging out. Right. They may not be on Instagram. So it's not going to make sense for you to spend a lot of time on Instagram. Maybe you're going to get it more through referrals. Amazing. Right. I think that stigma is changing with the yeah. influencer route. And, you know, here's the thing. There are so many, yes. I want you guys to listen to me right now. This is so important. There are so many amazing, smart, talented stylists and owners that do not have a big follower count yes. and they are booked and busy, busy and killing it and making so much bank and profit. And I know them. Yes. There's some of my students. Yes. There's some of my coaching clients. So don't let the scrolling get to you and you see, and also I'm going to say this half the shit you see on Instagram is not even real. Amen. 
So let's just be clear with Amen. that. Amen, girl. I have, Nina, you already know, I showed you some stuff while we're on that all I go tour, girl, that I figured out that is happening on the scene. And I go, okay, now I know I'm going to play a part of it because everyone else is doing it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but I do want to say something really quick is that about the book and busy thing. I had this moment, like I remember opening my salon after six weeks of living in Dayton, Ohio. And what I did was grassroots style. I got mm-hmm. into my community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I became a part mm-hmm. of the community. I was focused on what the energy of that city, what it mattered as a community, the problems, the issues, the celebrations, the organizations that really were taking a lead, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward, I was just in Toronto and I was posting all over IG, looking for a model, looking for a model mm-hmm. and talking about getting back into the community to get booked and busy to, you don't have to live on Instagram. I got no responses. I went to this gorgeous restaurant, mm. everyone listening. I look up because I said, I want to look around me. What's around me? Is that it girl that I need around me? At the end of dinner, the bartender gave me a coffee and I look up at her and there was my it girl. Mm. So I walked up to her and I said, your energy blew me away and I'm looking for a model. It is tomorrow and I know it's last minute, but your energy is everything. I see that you have a little bit lived in hair. How long has it been since the last time you did your hair? Here's my Instagram. Here's my portfolio, right? right? Like she just wanted to know if Mm -hmm. I could do hair or not. So get back in that community. Like you don't have to just focus on social media, get inside your community, look around, have awareness, appreciate the individuals that walk past you every single day on the street or inside your business and outside of it and fucking go. Yeah. And build relationships because that's really what this business is built on anyway. So uh, let's go into, this is tip number. So myth number three, is it three or four? Well, we add the, the sneak attack. Oh, the sneak attack. Oh, the sneak attack. So, well, then we're going to have seven tips. Let's go. So, okay. Tip number four, here's the other myth and get ready for it. When you come out of school, you're not going to have to work hard to be booked and busy. When you come out of school, you're not going to have to do hair that you don't want to. When you come out of school, you are not going to have to work long hours. Like this is a real thing and it's causing some problems with some of the owners that I'm working with because this is the stuff that stylists are hearing on Instagram, TikTok. And now they're like, oh, when I graduate, I'm going to just go into a salon and a book is going to fall into my lap and I'm going to just magically work four hours and five hours a day and only take one client. Guys, this is not reality. Now, don't twist my words. I am saying that you still need to have boundaries. Yes. Flexibility is more prevalent these days. Maybe you're not working four nights a week. Like you used to, you know, 10 years ago, right? There is definitely a switch, but anyone that's telling you that you don't have to work hard and you're not going to come in early and stay late. Sometimes you're not going to work long hours. That's not the truth in any business because I'm on my second career in this business. And I'm going on my seventh year and I'm still working 12 hours. 
I'm still working weekends. I'm still saying yes to things for free, right? Now it's not all the time. I still do have my boundaries. So you still have to have your boundaries in place, but it's not reality to think that you're going to walk into a salon or even walk into a suite. If you choose and decide that you want to go on your own, cool. You're going to have to work your ass off period. Yeah. You're going to have to sacrifice. Like Mm. you're going to have to choose, like it is a choice to get to where you can be comfortable Mm -hmm. and ease. Right. Yeah. So get into it. Be curious. Like I almost like, I don't know about you need, but when I look back at my career, I loved when I grind. Mm-hmm. When I was grinding. That's where I learned the most. Mm-hmm. Like I was assisting and then I got my chair. I remember the first moment I like had to do my first foil install by myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you got to yep. show up and build that credibility within your hands, your mind, your soul. It's like, get to work. Yeah. Get to work and be consistent. And here's the thing too, because people ask me all the time, like, should I niche down? And here's my opinion and take on that. When you're right out of school, get your hands in everything, all types of hair, textures, all types of color, you know, doing highlights and blonding and balayage and shortcuts and like, get your hands in all of it because you don't know what your specialty is going to be until you can weed out all of the things that you have done that you don't like. Amen. And so I think we have to ease up on that a little bit and understand that it's a, it's a process, still have your boundaries, still have your goals, still have, you know, if you, if you want to work, you know, four day week is my sweet spot. I always think between 32 and 35 hours a week is a sweet spot, four days a week. Some may be working 30 hours a week. I've been seeing that a lot. That's great and amazing. And if you want to do part-time work, that's cool too, but you can't expect to do part-time like two days a week and expect to cram a four day week in a two day schedule Okay. because something's going to suffer there. It's either going to be you or the client or both. And so we just have to be real. We have to face reality and what's going on here. So that is myth number four. Amen. Mean. I want us to go into the goal setting number five. Like, let's go into the goal setting number five. Number five. Let's go. Because guess what? We are rolling up on a new year. Let's go. Woo, woo, woo. And guess what happens when we roll up into a new year? Everybody oh, gets God, their freaking panties in a wazzle and they're like, <laughs> a carfuffle. Everybody's in a kerfuffle because it's the new year. And yeah. what are we, what are we trained to do? What are, what have we been conditioned Overstimulate. to Oh my God. It's the new year is coming up. Mm -hmm. So I have to set 755 goals. I have to get my notebook. I have to write them all out. I have to make sure that I have one page for each and every single goal. I'm going to create a plan. And then guess what? February rolls up and then shit doesn't happen. Right? So I feel like let's be, let's ease up. Like, you know, the new year, new me. I stopped saying that. I stopped saying that. I actually need to write that down because there's, I have a list of things. Where's my pen? I have a list of things that I stopped saying. Um, and that was one of them because the pressure 
Oh God, like, yes. I'm still the same bitch. <laughs> I'm just rolling up in a new year. You know okay. what I mean? Like, I'm not changing overnight. No. I may be a little bit more excited and may have a little bit more gumption behind like what I'm trying to do because it's a new year and it's fresh. Here's the, here's the thing. You have to set all of these goals. And when a new year rolls around, you have to be a new person. That's a myth. Mm-hmm. What I love to do is simplify. I have simplified mm-hmm. my life, my life over the last three, four years set goals. I'm about goal setting. I believe it absolutely works, but do it in a more simplistic way. Pick one personal goal, pick one professional goal and truly sit down and write out the why behind it. What is Mm. the intention and the purpose behind it? And I can tell you right now, if you simplify your goals, you don't have to roll up as a new person, new bitch. She's just that he or she same, 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 but you have something that you're excited about. One thing, write it out professionally. One thing, write it out personally and write out the reason why. Why is it special to you? It's more intentional with setting your goals instead of trying to do 5 million different things, which I I was guilty of. I used to do yeah. it too. Like I'm going to crush it. I'm going to do all these <laughs> things. And I'm like, February comes, I'm exhausted. Right. Right. So that's number five for goal setting. I love it. I'm fired up. I'm going to go into like the, the myth that you have to, you should like do it alone. Like, is this number six? Yeah. So number number six six? would be this. And it's like that you can't have support that you have to do it alone, that you have to navigate this amazing, wonderful, wild, intense world, career, life. Like I'm going to do this for me. Okay. Right. Cause listen, I have literally the reason it's a myth. You do not have to do it alone. Actually, when you do it alone, you're not going to have awareness or clarity on where you need to go because there's accountability and credibility in rooms. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and we kind of talked about it through like goal setting. We talked about it through like before on our podcast about stylists showing up and working, like, mm-hmm. like you have to build that credibility and everything that I've learned in my career was through mentorship and through accountability partners that have put in the work to figure out what works best for them. And they allowed me through me supporting them and their vision to gain credibility, right? And you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to walk by yourself. Think about the title of our podcast, like Mm. no Silas left behind, right? Like you have to tap into that community that you're building, the family that you may be building yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like the magical people who are holding you accountable, having hard conversations and showing you and breaking those limiting beliefs that are tied to you. So Mm. you don't have to do it alone. It's actually better to do it with someone else. And I just did a post recently about our tour with Oligo. And I think I said it on stage at one of our classes, like, listen, like you may look at me right now and say, Jay's great doing this by himself. Mm-hmm. But I want to bring up Juanita one mm-hmm. because it's actually better doing it with someone else. Mm-hmm. Like 
I get a visibility. I get to tap into their credibility. I get to tap in that community of mentorship goes both ways. And it's so beautiful to like, it doesn't matter where you're at in the game. If you're a salon owner right now, I feel this in my spirit to say it. If you're a salon owner right now and you're kind of wore out, you're scared, you feel alone, look at that team, trust that, trust that young energy in your Mm -hmm. business. Um, The moment I stopped looking at that is when I started feeling. Mm-hmm. And the moment I started honoring that new blood energy right. that and trusting that they want to learn everything that I have. And I want to accept everything that they have as well mm-hmm. in their life and what they know. They're very smart. So tap back into that. Don't let fear hold you back and you don't have to do it alone. And you can hire new energy and you can be around them as much as they're going to give to you, you give to them and it's going to be beautiful. So don't do it alone. It's a myth. If you do it alone, good luck. I mean, basically ask for help, ask, ask for help, ask for support, ask for assistance, delegate, you know, for the owners, like it's hard. I I had a very hard time delegating. So I understand, but it, it was very, very helpful. You know, it just yeah. relieves some pressure and then it just makes people feel more included, right? When they're able to do something with you together, or they can help you do something that helps the salon collective. And I think, yeah, the mindset of doing it alone, also brings me to the word collaboration. Like yes. the people who are doing it and loving it are collaborating with other people and other like-minded people and other, like, I love collaborating with other coaches, people who do the same thing I do. I'm not threatened by them because I feel like we all have something that we can offer that's unique and special. And I love bringing other people in to learn from other people that have a different perspective than I have. So ask for help and and don't feel like, and there is never a silly question. Never. Never Everything's on the table. Everything's on the table at all costs. Mm. I love it. So listen, so we, we have seven now we started off with six, but now we have seven. So this is the final one. (laughs) Let's go. Um, Let us have it. Final myth is that in order for you to retain clients and keep your retention high, right? Meaning that you're keeping the clients that are coming in the door is only based on your skill set. Oh, that is the biggest myth of all of all, because here's the thing. Do you have to be talented at what you do? Yes. Do you have to be an expert and understand how to communicate with people, have clear consultations and really run your business behind the chair? Absolutely. Do you need to be up on your skill set and make sure that you're up on the latest and greatest in education and that you're sharing and showcasing new things to your clients? 1 million percent. But that is not the only thing that keeps clients coming back. Mm. And I'm going to take it all the way down to the root, the root root of this business. And it is all built on relationships. You have to make sure that people actually, let me tell you why people are not coming back. People are not, people are not returning to your chair because a it's quality of work. So that's a piece of it, right? It is the price versus value. So that's another part of it. Like if they feel like they're, um, what they paid is not equal to or more right. than the value. And the other part of it is client experience, total client experience. Mm-hmm. So if you're great at your skill set and the hair is banging and it's amazing, but they didn't have a good experience. And because of that lack of client experience, it brings down the value. Now they're not going to look at your hair, their hair and be like, wow, this is amazing. 
And yeah, it is equal to what I paid in value. They're probably going to be like, no, my hair looks amazing, but my experience wasn't the best. I didn't feel like I was tended to. I didn't feel like I was talked to. I didn't feel like they were listening. So we have to get out of our own mind. Quality of work is very important, but I am, I am the statistic because here's the thing. When I was a salon owner working behind my chair four or five days a week, I was not the most talented hairstylist. And I have mm. no problem saying that. And my stylists were a lot more talented than me in a lot of ways. But my retention rate was 95% when Amen. I stopped taking new clients in year six. And it stayed that way because of the relationship that I had with them, the way that I made them feel and the way that I treated them. Now, I did a good job at doing hair. Don't get me wrong. People weren't walking out jacked up, <laughs> right. but that wasn't my strength. Yeah. And so you can be, you can be talented and you can have an amazing incredible client experience and amazing relationship with your clients. And that's going to retain them. You can also be incredibly talented and lack in the other areas. And you may have a hard time retaining your clients. So we got to get it all the way right and stop putting such an emphasis on like, you know, I'm so magical behind the chair and my talent is so spectacular. I know I'm going to keep all of my clients. Well, first of all, we're never able to keep all of our clients. That's another myth, but um, lean into the other areas yeah. of your, of your, um, price versus value and also your, um, total client experience and elevate in ways that is so unique and special that clients don't want to leave you. Wow. Neen. I'm shook to my fucking core. <laughs> I really am. That was absolutely beautiful. And guys, you already know us up. You know, we got your back, baby. <laughs> We got your back and we love you so much. <laughs> yes, we do. So we hope that you find these top now seven myths. Yeah. Kind of like refreshing, maybe making you feel a little bit better, especially if you're scrolling and you're comparing and doing all of the things that we all kind of get wrapped up into at times. But look at yourself. Look at your yeah. own business. Be clear on, on who you are and what you offer in your own magic and stay in that lane, right? And really dig deep into that. And we are moving into the new year. So of course we are wishing you the absolute best new year yes. um, that is to come. I know that Jay, you have some really cool things I'm sure that are coming up that you want to share. I do want to share that. Of course, yes. you guys know, I live for make that money, make that money is coming back. It's being overhauled. So it's coming back as a two week boot camp instead of a five week course. So two weeks. Um, and then there's yes. also going to be just a self-paced option just for budgeting and just for pricing. Um, so I'm doing that. That's going to kick off at some point in January. And um, yeah, I'm doing some stuff for Synergy too. It's going to be switching up for my commission salon owners. And I, I do have a ton of free resources that you can yes. grab and, and watch and enjoy too, like at your leisure, totally free. So what do you have happening in the upcoming year? Yes. Yeah, so I am relaunching the essentials, my depth contrast and coverage placement and pattern all about making you more efficient behind the chair. Efficiency will be leading the number one word in the industry will be efficiency. It'll be on everyone's mouth 2024 and beyond. Mm. So a lot of you are already there right? We, we've shared it. You believe in it. You honor it. And you are already halfway there, right? Oh. So I'm revisiting. I'm restructuring. January 1 will be launched my new and improved The Essentials. 
Um, I'm really excited about it because I'm getting like really curious and like excited about the way that I'm like educating on mm-hmm. all of it to make it more clear right. because it is very simple. So when it goes very simple, we have to spend a little bit more time on clarity side um, because I'm a fellow hairdresser just like you and we like to make our life a little difficult. So we got to <laughs> break through that limiting belief first. So we will be <laughs> adding that in. So I'm super pumped. The essentials will be more clear, more visible um, to help all of you. Um, yep. So I can't I love. wait. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Amazing. Yes. So make sure you check all of that out. Of course, follow us on Instagram at Nina Tulio at it's Mr. J Ladner and our sponsor at Oligo Pro. And if you learn anything from listening to us today, please know that it is okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time.